I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, they used to bowl kaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. Well, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody, with your mouth full. <laughs> well, kind of forever. I'm so sorry. I have a Twix. And it's a little, it's a little bite-sized Twix, yeah. and I thought I could hurry up and get it down. <laughs> Listen, it's like... But the caramel got stuck <laughs> in your back teeth. Look... <laughs> Why is your pile just piling up more and more? And I couldn't open up the front teeth, so I'm so sorry. So is Wakanda mm-hmm. forever for this season? We just, that, yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. It's a good one. Okay, all right. Yeah, we keep, we can't find nothing better yet, so we just all leave right, it. Right. <clears throat> so Find y'all, the wave. Exactly. So you know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep... Shut up, y'all. <laughs> we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So today we got the whole gang in the house. Mm-hmm. Lisa, Lisa Colt Jam. Yes. Chris Derrick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Big Six, the OG herself. Yes. <laughs> the original. <laughs> the original Kelly Griffin, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Part of the uh, Howard Mafia. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Is that you how I feel know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? How's good. everybody? Everybody's good. Yeah. So before we jump into it with Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting right into it. Okay, so yeah. I got some things I got to get off my chest. <laughs> but you, but you, you guys are free to join, jump into. So y'all know, I already talked a few of the movies that I've seen. You know, a couple months back, mm-hmm. I did a whole list of summer movies I wanted to go see, and some of them talked about. So I've come back to report to you Uh-oh. on some new ones <laughs> to try to save some money and some coins and your package. <laughs> so, <laughs> so first of all, you already know. Even though the year is not even over yet, right? Mm-hmm. The halfway mark almost. Right. You already know my movie of the year, which is the standard bearer for the rest of the... Like, if you come in, you better come like this. Yes. The Last Black Man black in San, man Francisco. San Francisco. Have you seen it, Kelly? No. Have uh. you not seen The no. Last Black Man in San Francisco? No. Uh, you need to see it. Every it day. better get best direction, best writing. It better get best actor, best supporting actor. Yep. And it better probably get sound design. Oh my god! And no. probably cinematography. And are you saying music. This for Oscars? Or are you everything. saying Oscars? everything? everything. All yeah. the yeah. things. It's nominated. Right. Definitely be nominated. Give it all the things. Yeah. If it is not, I'm serious this time. <laughs> Who are you gonna kill, girl? I'm getting everybody. Bring <laughs> <laughs> cotton. What's gonna happen? It's like if it's not, I'm coming with a baseball bat. <laughs> I'm knocking these. <laughs> really, really good movie. That's hilarious. It's the best movie of the year for me personally. Uh-huh. Everybody has their others. I know people are really gunning for this Honey Boy. With Shia, uh, I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, I'm 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 interested because it is based on him and that you know his child. But you know I'm tired of these child. 
I'm done. Like I said, I like him as an actor. I think he's amazing. you need if you're not coming at the levels that the last black man in San Francisco was mm-hmm. giving, then you might as well get out of the kiddie pool. Damn. Don't even come on the deep end. You stay in the kitty section. Okay. With the they have the little rope that divides it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't float over to this. Don't even float. Yeah. Stay over the there. Line of demarcation. Best horror <laughs> movie of the year. Midsummer. Midsummer. Okay. Really? Well, it hasn't come out yet, but we'll see. It is out. Is it out? It I already out. saw it. It too. Did I not tweet to you? No. Or text to you? When did it come out? It already came out. It too came out. No, I said Midsummer. I said I said, but it too hasn't come out yet. Oh, it. Oh, the movie it. Oh, okay, I thought he oh, said yeah. the same thing. Okay, I thought you said the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is not out yet. It, it comes out in a couple of weeks, maybe, yeah. or, or or maybe in a month. You said Midsummer, and you said it hasn't come out. Yeah, it's a and I said yes, it did. <laughs> it was a who's on first. I said who's on first. Yeah. What's on second? I was saying, but it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> and she was like, yes, it did. He was like, no, it hasn't. Like, it too hasn't come out yet. Oh. And Daryl, I give an it too, like yes. like it too, like it two as opposed yeah. to it the number two. And I'm like, like yes, it Mr. also. So anyway, okay. yeah. it, is, it which is, is well, which is the movie. And I told you guys this. If I didn't mention it last time, and I'll say it again. Um, I took my mother last year to see Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And those of you guys who know the story, the only reason why I started... Her mom goes to eat My mother tells... My mother's the one that got me involved. Right. And my mother actually enjoyed Hereditary, which is shocking to me because I was really nervous about taking mm-hmm. her because she likes horror and psychological things. But her ideal horror, like her favorite horror movie is The Birds. Oh, and yeah. she made me watch that when I was two. Right. So, two? Yes. Oh, God. How do you remember it? Uh, because <clears throat> it came on TV all the time. Yeah, the, And whenever those But when you're two... Like, yes. Night gallery. You remember just like yes. images and I don't even remember past last week. I don't so <laughs> oh, I have so many I'm memories with, of two. Yeah, two <laughs> is when I consciously remember a lot of stuff. So two was the beginning. And the first movie I saw oh, was Everyone Knows This About Me. <laughs> Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things was the first oh, movie. I remember that my mom took me to at the drive in. Yes. But after that, when the birds came out, we were watching on TV and she'd make little snacks. So my mother has enabled me by psychologically Pavlov's <laughs> dogs by equating <laughs> delicious chocolate pudding and desserts hmm. with horror movies. So sweets and horror go together for me. I really like that. So there's yeah. a love, there's like a subtext and a psychological pleasingness that I get mm-hmm. when I watch horror. So when I watch horror, I don't watch it like normal people do. She go there I, with her treats. I, I go yes, I ready the to theater. go. So we went and saw Hereditary, mm-hmm. loved it. We had a great time. The audience. Mm-hmm. My, my mother was the one that said, you know, we need to go to church after seeing this movie and get blessed. <laughs> and she's like, I really don't know what happened, but I really enjoyed it. Now, if those of you who saw Hereditary, you already know it has some messed up stuff in that movie. Fast forward a year later, mm-hmm. we're going to go see Midsummer. Mm-hmm. And a part of me was like, mm, well, Mom, I'm hearing it's it's got cult stuff. So I already knew. Right. I already knew Ari. If y'all already saw, you know, the strange thing about the Johnsons, mm-hmm. you already know he, he fucked up anyway. Yeah, he, crazy. he crazy. Okay. <laughs> he messed up, which is my kind of messed up. <laughs> and I was a little nervous, but I thought, no, it might be. So we went. Hmm. Lord Jesus. <laughs> when the movie was over, my mother turned to me and said, that is the most disturbing. I don't know why you took me to see this. Really? I was like, but you saw Hereditary. Right. This is me. <laughs> I'm having a full-blown argument with my mother at the end of this movie in the theater 
And she's like, I just, oh, I wish I would have known ahead of time. I said, mother, <laughs> if I would have known ahead of time, I wouldn't have brought you to the movie. You said you wanted to come with, I told you, I would be, I would have vetted for you. I would no. go see it first and then go see it again mm-hmm. to make sure. But you said, no, you wanted to have the same experience as me. Mm-hmm. Mind you, my neck was moving in the theater. <laughs> and point, my, you know, I'm going off when it's your mother. I, mm-hmm. I didn't really point because she'd be, we're not allowed to point. <laughs> but I had, I had that knuckle going that way. Like, and I said, you said. You, you did that. But you said, I said, Mom, you sat there last year with me, Mm -hmm. snacking on popcorn, where you saw Tony Collette floating up in the ceiling, (laughs) taking a piano wire and slicing her head off, watching it topple on the ground. Bitch got up headless, dragged her body across the thing, (laughs) naked people running all over the place with Mm -hmm. blood everywhere. And she says, But it was Tony Collette. Wow. (laughs) I was like, Oh, how is that different? But I think this is why this movie is so disturbing to a lot of people, and I'm not giving anything away. So if you really love horror and appreciate it and you're an Ari fan, go see it. It's the fact that he made something scary. He made the daytime scary. Mm. Most of the stuff, most of the horrific things that you see in that movie, Mm. broad daylight. Mm. He, He subverts horror by making things that you think when it's nighttime, you think scary things are happening at night. Actually, nighttime is the safest time in this whole entire movie. Mm. Whenever it's nighttime, people are going to bed. He already got you tense because you've been programmed already to think, nighttime is scary time. But all the fucked up fuckery. (laughs) And I'm not talking daylight. I'm talking like white people daylight. Like (laughs) Northern (laughs) European, (laughs) bright, sweet. Because they're filming in Sweden. So that's like the whitest planet. That's the whitest (laughs) planet. It's white people daylight because these are the whitest people on the planet. I think Swedish and Northern European Mm -hmm. people, they're the whitest people you can find. Where like if they get a they're brunette, Norwegian. they're no, that Norwegian yeah. and that and they have such gorgeous faces. Oh mm. my god, such casting! So it's like the whitest place on the planet, mm. and it's like bright white, and it's like and the thing is, it's always daylight up there. So oh, it, there is no nighttime really, and it, it is nighttime is a short period of time. Yeah. So he's taken that whole scariness and made di- daylight scary because mm. the whole time once you start once you start seeing what's going on and. A part of you, the evil horror person that loves it, you're looking for all the cliches. All right, it's good so far. Okay, we're going to start getting to the stupid cliches and tropes. I don't think I really found one. Mm. Even the trope of the Negro Mm -hmm. going with all the white people. The who? The Negro. Oh, the Negro. The good Negro. I think you said the Megro. (laughs) The good Negro. The good, the the black friend. The one black friend. Because when I saw the trailer, I was like, man, why is it always one black dude? You know, he. but here's the thing. That black guy could have been me because his character was perfect because <laughs> he was actually, um, they're grad students, okay. and he's actually a cultural anthropologist who is studying the cultures and who's into that and the mm-hmm. mythology. I thought, oh my God, that fucker could have been me. So he had a legit excuse to be amongst all those white people by himself <laughs> in a different country. Like, I bought it. Like, I told like, okay. And was he they, American or was he? He's American. Okay. They had another black character, like a black, mm. like a mixed dude who's from Britain. So they had a couple, you know, people of color. Mm. So it wasn't like, oh, here we go. It's the black guy. And he's a smart black dude. Like, they're all smart. They do everything you're supposed to do, except for one part where I thought, see, this is where white people and black people differ. Mm. And that's where I kind of got suspect the with the brother. The, the new one. Like, when you mm-hmm. see some fuckery, <laughs> you leave. Right. You don't well, negotiate. Black, you don't, leave. That's when most black people would yeah. leave. Like, you know that's what? It. Yes. Peace, <laughs> y'all, motherfuckers. So, but I already got no time going for in. this shit. So anyway, Midsummer, okay. best heart. Annabelle. Uh, no. Annabelle. I took my mom. Mm-hmm. Annabelle is cute when you just want a nice kitty horror movie. Right. Nice kitty horror movie. Yeah. All right. 
nice. It felt like a throwback to me. Now, just I only have like, legitimately I only have one more movie actually on my summer list. I don't really count as my summer list. This is more like my eye candy, mm-hmm. um, oh. which is Hobbs and Shaw. I was about to say the Rock. That's just eye candy. That's just the Rock and Idris <clears throat> and all them, and it's just to see a bunch of so how is, so, a bunch of Polynesian dudes do the haka yeah. and be sexy. I haven't seen it yet, so that's oh, not my treat. I, I was going to, but. Okay. I decided to wait. That's going to be my treat. So here's what I have to say, and then I'm not going to say no more about it. Sometimes we have auteurs, yes. director, producer, writers, mm-hmm. who get a couple of big hits, and we kind of put them on a pedestal. And then sometimes when they do very well, and they make some money for people sometimes, sometimes people don't know how to tell people no, or how to teach people that maybe they need to get an editor. <laughs> whether it be for the actual film itself right. or some editing with the script itself. Mm-hmm. So I did go and see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, oh boy. Because, you know, supposedly this is supposed to be QT's last, mm-hmm. last film. I thought he was doing 10. Uh, isn't this the 10th one? It's the 9th one. This is the 9th one? God damn it, we got one more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got to suffer through one more. Yeah. Exactly. So here's the thing. Unless you are a, a true hardcore Brad Pitt fan, which I am, mm-hmm. Since the days of him being on Falcon Crest as a 15 year old. Mm-hmm. Damn, I forgot about that. Yeah. And you love a pit bull mm-hmm. that can act. <laughs> I would say this there was so much potential in Once Upon a Hollywood, and I think the reason why I'm so upset and pissed at it mm-hmm. is because I saw some kernels of a better movie that could have happened. And we talked about this in our text. Mm-hmm. There, it was three different movies going on, and they don't exactly gel. And the stuff that was really good. It was all Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. but they came in too far between. There's only two big good scenes in the whole entire movie that I thought if you would have just stuck to that, you would have had like a masterpiece. Hmm. But you chose not to. DiCaprio was a waste. What? Really? I'm telling y'all. Now, some of y'all why he's in the movie. Some of y'all, I don't even know why he's in there. What? what he, why are you in there? You ain't doing nothing. You're not bringing nothing. What? I, mean, like, not, I, mean, I mean, like, there's people in that movie who you don't even recognize, you know, like... There's some great people in there. You might recognize Luke some Perry's of them. in the movie. Yeah. Who, who, who was he in the movie? I don't, I don't, I don't remember, remember who he was. He didn't remember who he was. But this is what I think happened. This is my personal opinion, and then mm. I will just shut up about it. Mm. I say go see it if you're a QT fan and a Brad Pitt fan. But if you're not that heavily a fan, you can wait till it comes out and see it. I don't even think you want to waste time. This is what I think happened. He had, see, good, he, had good, he had a good. He had a good. He had a good. A good sequence he wanted to do. <laughs> that he thought, wouldn't this be cool if I did this? And yeah. I'm not giving it away because everybody who sees the movie knows exactly what scene I'm talking about. This is a. I'm gonna build a whole movie uh, right. just to get to this one little moment. scene moment. Mm-hmm. And it just there was so much there. I mean, Margot Robbie was really good. I mean, the people, individual people, they had some good part. It just. How was she in the movie? Hmm? Margot Robbie. Why was she in the movie? She had no scenes. But she's Sharon Tate. So. She had no scenes. Hmm. She had some scenes. She had, no, 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 But the best thing, she I would say this. No, 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 no. She was no, no. killed in my former boss's house. No, let me, let me tell you this. Let me, really? let me, let me tell you this. Really? She, yeah. She, look, she hmm. walked across the screen and danced across the screen. Damn. But she had no scenes. Damn. Damn. Well, you know what? You were correct. I was trying to be nice and be supportive of a woman <laughs> in the movie. But here's the beautiful but here's the beautiful <clears throat> thing. There are no black people. So it doesn't say the so word. So we ain't we, we got to see a nigga, 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 nigga all day long. Wow. Which is a joy sometimes. He did that intentionally. You know, ain't no yeah. black people in there. Well, you know what's interesting? I was talking, I was talking with Shane like after we saw, yeah. we saw the movie. And he was like, you know what? He has like a we. It's it's not even 
he gets some sort of perverse sexual gratification from saying that word mm. because he was talking about think about how many times that you go over a scene mm-hmm. you know uh, you, true you, are you so maybe nine takes right. you know or, or, let's say 15 takes with all the coverage right or something mm-hmm. right how many times is he hearing the word nigga said in like Django I mean in the movie I counted it was 95 Damn. but he probably said it you know, for every scene, he's got to hear it like you know yeah. fifty times more than what you see in the movie because yeah. it's said at some point. The, and mind you, at some point you'd be like, you know what, we don't need it that much. And, and, and mind you, yeah. I was waiting to hear it. Like, well, you know, a lot of times white people say when we're not oh, yeah, there, true. and I kept waiting. I kept waiting. But there's no one black to even say it too. To a say couple it Mexican about. people Just, in the movie, you know. and then there's like the Bruce Lee guy, and he's only in it for like five minutes. Which, which, but here's the thing: they got in a fight. Even yeah. Even and he beat him up. I'm like what? That's oh, a hell. fantasy. <laughs> even, even <clears throat> when QT kind of goes off the rails with mm-hmm. plotting and stuff like that, the one thing you can count on in him is dialogue. Oh yeah. No. There's no, no? Good, there's no good dialogue. There's no nothing. good dialogue. What? There's no good That's dialogue. the one thing you can count on for him. Shit might not be going on, but at huh. least you can be entertained. So, unless you want to see Brad Pitt take off his shirt a couple times and just look sexy, grown, and he's growing, so he's just aging so nicely. And I feel just dis- and I feel disrespected. <laughs> yes, that is money. But I feel disrespected that he brought something that could have been so much better, mm-hmm. but he wasted it on this. But here's the good thing, though, and I told you in my my text to you guys, mm-hmm. it does squash the white mythos of the white western white male filmmaker. So it does have a little subtext in that that was kind of nice to see. In terms of like you know it, the history of film, they're they're showing you all these long ass scenes of stuff and trying to give you a little film history, but mm-hmm. it doesn't work. So I feel like y'all been gassing this dude up, and what you should QT call me please. <laughs> the next time you're at your house and you want to screen it for everybody else, <clears throat> so instead of people saying yes, I'm telling you, I'm really low maintenance. <laughs> if you just get me some lemon pepper wings, wow. Some good wine <laughs> flown in from my brother's friend in Italy in <laughs> our hometown, and I'll, I'll tell you, we can get a case of it. Let me sit with you and walk you through and let you know what's good and what's not good wow. because there's nobody, there's nobody telling you. You had so much, and that's why I want to slap him because I feel like there was something there Here's that could have been him. amazing. You could have made Brad Pitt hang out with him and slap him at the same time. Uh, Damn it! This is what happened to him. Damn it! I, and it's like, and that's coming from a cinema lover. You know, I'm just, not. Mm. I've not really been a big fan of his work his whole career. I respect his work, but I'm not a fan of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what happened to him is when he did Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Which and, was trash. And like the Hulk, please. Well, see, if you watch foreign films, you, you, you know, realize he ripped. He, he ripped everything. Well, he rips yeah. everything in general. I mean, that, that's his trash. whole past. But but I I think what happened. But but, but to me I, to me, Kill Bill is like is the demarcation line, big demarcation line for him because. I, I can't remember when his editor died that woman who who's edited his early films and she like died a heat stroke uh, in Running Canyon right. but what happened is is that no one told him that Kill Bill should have been one movie and so therefore ding 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 he wins an award and so therefore because he somehow convinced Weinstein to say let's put out his two movies because I don't have the ability to, to take my big film yeah. and cut it down to one no one's like after that people were like do what you want we won't edit anything you do I mean granted he'd already won an Oscar for writing on his thing mm-hmm. but 
it's like that movie's the line because everything after that is just like so fucking long and scenes run forever and it's the kind of thing that it's like anybody who wants to um uh who gives a fuck about his audience mm-hmm. um, would cut that shit down and make it so like I can enjoy what's happening mm. because I watched this fucking movie, uh, the, the the Hollywood movie, and it's like okay, it's three hours and you have like ten minutes of ten minutes of good scenes. Say that one more again. How many minutes? It's like th- ten minutes of good scenes. There you go. I, oh oh, and guess what? I'm not even talking about the ending. I, cause, like, because at that point I was so fucking out of the movie, I didn't really care about what happened. Mm. So I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And it's just like, you know, no one, I. I I put it to this. Steven uh, Soderbergh has, he's recut films. He's mm-hmm. done all this kind of stuff. And he drops them on his sites. Like he did a really cool thing where he took Razor Lost Ark and he dropped out all the color and said, <clears throat> and, and put a different soundtrack. And it was all it was. He was like, here, you can watch how this is edited and understand how editing works. He did a version of that. He did a, a, a recut and cut 15, 20 minutes out of 2001. Mm-hmm. Steven Soderbergh? I'm sorry, you don't be cutting nothing out of 2001. Go <laughs> and recut. Uh, Kill Bill and and make it one movie. Hmm. Go and recut um, um, this Hollywood movie and make it a sketch because that's really that's all it is. Look, look, my opinion. (laughs) That's all it is. It's you know what he's talking about. I remember hearing him talking around the time of. um, the last mess he did, the hateful eight. He was talking about. <laughs> I'm still no, bitter. Just, I'm still bitter. No, I still want to fight him for that. This is why because he was. You don't make no seventy millimeter movie, movie and, right. and then all inside. Inside that I agree with. This is supposed to be an ode to John Ford and westerns, and you film everything inside. I mean, especially especially him come across especially the first fifteen minutes that are so beautiful, and then he goes inside. It's terrible. But the thing is, it's like like that's a movie where it's like, dude. You did something where it's just like, you know, like, I, I can't figure out why he did that movie that way. But he was saying in this interview with, I think, Charlie Rose, he was saying, and and this is so, like, his his own self. He was saying, well, I've been looking at filmmakers, and they all fall off after the 10th movie. Yeah. So I'm not going to make any movie that, like, like after my 10th Bitch, movie. Bitch, you don't fell off after, after the five. five. You know, so, so I mean, it, 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 in my opinion, because it's like, dude... Edit your movie. Right. I was listening to, to do. That's all you gotta do. I was listening to the business and they interviewed Reggie Hudl- Reggie Hudlin and he was talking about how he got on to Django. Right? I don't know if you guys heard this interview. <clears throat> but I guess um he got a call from Quentin or something and he went to his house and I guess they, they had had a conversation and he was asking him about slave movies and he was like, dude, don't fucking do a slave movie. It's the stupidest thing. They, they don't work. And, you know, Reggie's very pro-black, so he's like, don't fucking do it. He's like, if you do it, you have to have these things, right? And he's like, we need to kill some people. <laughs> he's like, we need to see something different, blah, 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 blah. So two years later, a year later, whatever, all of a sudden he calls him over to the house and gives him the script. And he's like, in this fucking, you know, this book because he can't fucking write a 115-page script like normal people. So... <laughs> He can't. So he gives him the script. So he goes in another room and reads this whole script. And is like, wow, this is amazing. But we need to do this and this and this. So he's heading out the door. And he goes, oh, well, uh, you're on board. You're producing this with me. He's like, oh, shit. Like, oh, okay. Whatever. So that's how he came on board. But he gave him notes. And Django is actually pretty good, I think. Oh, it's, it's, that's right? the, one of the best satire right. films. Well, Hilarious. somebody said yes and no to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it shows. Yes. All these other movies, it people shows. are like, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. And there's like nobody going, you know what? This might be a little... Long. Can we trim some of this? Or well, get see, to the see, point? See, or- see it's, to me, I'm just going to cut you off, but it's like it's very... 
you get in a very difficult position when you're a writer director and you start. We're gonna winning. get a lot of slack for this. And, and, and I don't care. And, and then you start getting. <laughs> it's the, all Kelly's fault. The the, 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 the Oscar. I, I ain't seen none of them, so I'm not <laughs> writing. <laughs> so. If you're the writer director mm-hmm. and then you get the the Oscar for writing only, right. then you th- well then it's harder for people to kind of tell you the script doesn't work, you know, because right. it's a motherfucker. I got Oscar gold, right. and of course in case I got Oscar gold twice, right. which is such a rare fucking thing for any writer. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but your directing and your editing need to be someone's gonna tell you, mm-hmm. you know. Good point. You know, what? I'm awesome. not even not don't you know I don't even want lemon pepper. You know what I want? Steak. <laughs> With blue cheese crumble. Matter of fact, I top. want Gordon Ramsay to make it. I, I want Gordon Ramsay to be right next to me. <laughs> you got the money. While we yeah. sitting there. And I want the grapes pressed in front of me. The grapes pressed? In front of me. <laughs> and and you got some money to find somebody yeah. to hurry up and make it age, but then very quickly so I can sit there and just oh, help you. Stupid. I'm going to give him one more chance. Because I'm like, because I'm stupid that way with Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. When I tell myself, I'm like Charlie Brown with Lucy when she's got the football in her hand. I can tell myself, this bitch is going to pull it away at the last minute. I know they're going to do it, but here come my little running ass anyway. Here I come anyway, and here I am floating upside down again. And then I get back up, and I do it one more again. All right. So we got our girl on the show, Hi, Kelly, Kelly Griffin. Hi. <laughs> what you been up to, girl? We ain't seen you in a while. How you I know. Been? It's what been, you been doing? It- I feel like I'm here all the time, but I guess I haven't been. It's been like two years. Yeah, it's been two, at three this years. Building, like, yo. Yeah, the first thing you said is when you came in here is that long? Like, seriously. Yes. Yeah. yes. I want to say you were going on Full House or you were about to go to Full It was like it's between seasons. Between yeah. seasons. I was already there. Was I Maybe. Already, I, don't I don't remember. That was <laughs> 2017, mm-hmm. so. I guess it's been a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. Yeah. So what you been up to? What you been up to? How you What's been? What's been happening? I got projects happening. I'm chilling. Um, I got a, uh, I got a pile. Hey, everything I got, I can't talk about just yet. Oh, but I got a, All right, right, get out. Yeah. I got a, <laughs> and end of the podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. hilarious. We got to talk about what you can't. A talk pilot about. At, at Disney. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we can't talk. I can't tell you what it's about. I'm just saying. That's fine. Um. And working on a animation project oh, with cool. Ludacris and Netflix that awesome. I can't tell you about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then uh, a couple other things that are not set just yet, but mm-hmm. working with some producers from um, Power on a, uh, a nightclub drama. <gasps> oh, a nightclub drama? So, like a contemporary? An underground nightclub. Oh, well, the nightclubs aren't the ground, is this, is this the behind the scenes kind of. No, no, okay, no, no, okay. Because I know they're doing the. It's just um, coincidentally some okay. of the producers from the show are mm-hmm. involved okay. in this. That sounds Ooh, good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, you got, so you got a lot of things happening so, that yes, we cannot discuss. That we can't. We, I can't talk <laughs> about. In about maybe like two months, that I can say, "Oh yeah, this is what happened." But right yeah, now, yeah. I okay, can't, can't talk about anything. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Just well, writing from home and working, and I mean, getting paid to write. Right, so that's right. a good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no office, no staff, mm-hmm. no nothing going. Nothing, nothing's happened just yet. Right. Everything is still called untitled. <laughs> like is that, yeah. there's no official names anything right. just yet right like that, so. right well, what yeah. you about that because I always find it like like I a lot of times need a title to kind of help me with the theme well like, I've given I've given the Disney thing a title they just every time they send stuff back they still they don't use it mm. right. I every time I email them something I have the title right mm. 
And they have, no one has commented on it yet. And mm. No one said, oh, yes. Because you have to clear it first. This right. would be the title. Yeah. We like this title. It hasn't even come up. But they right. send stuff back. It's still untitled. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm like, all right. They're like, <laughs> she ain't learned yet. She ain't learned. Whatever people put in that, I wanted to stick. The untitled so. exactly. Kelly Griffin project. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, all right, fine. So yeah. Let me, let me, let me ask you something. So... So basically, you're developing this season instead of like trying to even staff right now. Yeah, right? which is, yeah, okay. You, so we, we talked about this before. Yeah. I jumped ahead, mm-hmm. so I went from writer assistant script coordinator. Right. You know, I worked with Tyler. So mm-hmm. I jumped, became a, a head writer, right. and then from there, sold my show to BT. So right. I got the creative by right. credit and everything. And then like, but I'd never been staffed on the show before, right. so it was very right. weird. You know, right. I guess round because kind of you thing. had to run the show when you were working. Yeah, Tyler, I'm running. Yeah, I'm running a show <clears throat> and hiring yeah. fine writers and the other. But I had never been staffed myself, which is really <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> so after Tyler and then BT, like 2000, I would say 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere around there, I was like, I need to, I got to go backwards. I need to start working on. Yeah. I need to be staffed on someone else's show to see what that's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I got to NBC at Crowded. Yeah. But I got canceled after 12 episodes. Right. And then mm-hmm. Fuller House after that. Mm-hmm. Um, how long? You just did one season? It was third that? season. Yeah. Oh. Basically the entire, I want to say one writer from the third season came back fourth season. Because oh, okay. Jeff Franklin, who was the creator, showrunner, mm-hmm. whatever, was fired for the Right. Hashtag mm-hmm. Me Too stuff. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the new showrunners of the fourth season uh, wanted to start fresh with a whole new writing staff. So nice. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one person from the third Ain't season. No guarantees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, <laughs> you cannot so. get comfortable, Jack. Mm. No, it's, yeah, you can't. So yeah, so fourth season had different staff. I think that same staff came back for fifth season. Okay, but this is their final season. Mm. They'll be done. I think this November, and then that's it for the oh, show. Oh, for, for Fuller House? Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is the fifth and final season, so that's it. What so. Was, can, can you talk at all about like what that room was like? Where, where the, was it a pretty mixed group? Was it a no? That, that was the same. My my Fuller House experience is identical right. to my NBC experience. Okay. It was uh, you were the only person. I was the only in? only black person. Right, only person of color is a better way to say it because it was. No Asian people, like, no, no Latino people. No, not. <laughs> exactly. Nah, it, Fuller House absolutely was not a fit for me. Right. Um, and because they didn't have black cast, like, mm-hmm. like nobody. Yeah, it was nobody. And I mean, I can work on a show and write for different races, obviously, sure. but it it came down to when they had. A black guest cast mm-hmm. I became like the <laughs> The go-to black person Well I was the go-to black person But I was like the, the race police And that, that's right. what That's when we wound up Bumping right. heads And I wound up I had a talk with the uh, Netflix execs And the Warner Brothers execs mm-hmm. After I left And told them Because I think the season After I left They got David Arnold And Meg Deloach So they had two right. black people right. The fourth season mm-hmm. The third season I said y'all cannot have One person of color Ever again because that person becomes the voice of all the races. Right. right. And then you become like the asshole in the room. Exactly. Right. So that's that's what I wound up right. becoming by default. Mm-hmm. They had um we they had an episode they were shooting in Japan. Mm-hmm. So the whole month leading up to going to Japan, it was just just Asian jokes. Just yeah. like, you know, I had to speak up and like, you yeah. can't say that. Mm-hmm. You know, and Are there any Asian writers in the writers? No, there's no, no Asian writers. So but I was that's what I was thinking. I was right. like, so imagine 
Y'all probably don't make the black jokes because I'm here, but I'm not here. What do y'all say? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. we had an Asian writer, he wouldn't have said half the really? jokes they had said. While we, you know, yeah, it was like that. So That's became, the crime of this whole people. I, I think the crime is that, you know, it's. I hate to say this, but you know, it's like you know how Trump was saying, well, well, you know, like liberal Hollywood is very racist. Mm-hmm. It's like it is because these jokes that get fl- flashed around that they like. The white writers they hold them back when the, a person of that ethnicity is there. But you know from what's happened for the people who aren't there, the Mexican jokes, the Asian jokes, yeah. they're all rolling out when you're there, and they think you're cool with it because you're not because you're not Asian or you're not right. or, or you're not Mexican. But it's like no, 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 no. It's the fact that I'm, I'm non-white. Color, the fact that I'm non-white, air. I don't need you putting your foot on anyone's neck anymore, and that's yeah. what I'm going to be. Doing, and that's you know? what happened. Right. And so I had to say. So we had like an episode. They hired a is a black guy to be a security guard, which mm-hmm. is fine, whatever. <laughs> but as they kept writing the script, he was at one point he was drunk. He couldn't find his taser. Mm-hmm. Different little things happened. Right. So I was like, okay, now why does he have to be black? Because right. If, he, if he's going to be like the stupid security guard, I mean, let's make him somebody else. Exactly. That, but every time there was a character that was cast, they that's when they do the diversity thing. I'm not saying Fuller House in general, but mm-hmm. most shows that I've worked on mm-hmm. is, oh, we should use a person of color because we need diversity. Right. So they'll bring in, so if it's a receptionist, a mailman, whatever, mm-hmm. they'll make that person a person of color mm-hmm. to... Reach their diversity quota To say that we hired Somebody then, diverse And then they coon them up But a then that bit. character right. Is always like An idiot or right. something And it doesn't work that yeah, way Yeah it's like right. You know what The black security guard Who fucking can't Do the job right mm-hmm. Is just like The thing is Is that This is why this is terrible It's because You know You meet people And they go to And, and it's, You meet people In regular jobs and you probably in this film jobs too, but you know then the in the regular workforce, and then they hire someone black, and the assumption is you can't do your job mm-hmm. because everything I've seen of black people doing yeah. jobs is is that y'all yeah. incompetent at the job. Yeah, exactly. You know you can't be security guard. What the mm-hmm. fuck? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I think we have a responsibility. I remember on on our show on Deadly Class. I mean it's. At a freaking school in Chinatown, that's supposed to be have all. There was not one Asian American person anywhere, or a Chinese person at all. And I remember, like early on, going, um, "Is there nobody in this room?" But the school is set in Chinatown. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, no Chinese writers, no Asian writers, like nobody to represent anything. And the lead dude, and what's his name? You know, Wong, Benedict Wong. There's no one to represent his voice, and and there's a whole Asian theme at the end with his sister it's, it's and the very, child, and it's like yes. okay. Very so it's all guessing and doing research and all that other stuff, but you know then you become the bad guy in the room because you're speaking for them because you relate to the yeah. stupid things you see. You and that's what I mean? that's what happened. We right. had we had that, and I had that at I had it crowded. Crowded was a little different because we did have a black cast member. Right, she was the only one though. Mm-hmm. But that then that became when it came to her dialogue, they looked at me. Right, you know, and I'm like. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, it's just an interesting experience. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So. No, and um, that's why I'm just just asking you, like just in general, because you know you come from, like you said, we all know you 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 started you know with with the Tyler thing, right? And that puts you in a, in a place where if it were any other show, 
you would have went straight into running other shows, but people knowing what you know. Yeah, so because not it came from well, you know, I'm just, just so people who don't know. Yeah, you know, because because you came from that. At that point, you almost had to restart your entire career. I did. I had to take. I actually wound you know? up taking title off my resume at one point wow. because. And you did it with a hundred and how many? Yeah, I was there yeah. for 126 episodes. They, I think crazy. they went in and did 294 or something like that. That's crazy. But I was there for 126, running mm-hmm. a room. Actually, mm-hmm. running a room, two rooms at the same time. We had writers wow. in Atlanta and writers in L.A. And oh, we, okay. the L.A. writers were on speakerphone the entire like eight hours oh of the day when we were, it was very oh, that's crazy horrible. yeah this is a weird this, we didn't do video or nothing like that we're literally yeah. on speakerphone it was oh just interesting God. but yeah so coming back from that coming back into LA mm-hmm. um, I assumed I could take a little time off because mm-hmm. I was burnt out we did, we did 100 episodes in like 11 months so we shot three episodes a week it was really just exhausting I'm like alright I'm gonna take some time off mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, we, me and some other writers and Tyler, we didn't end on a good note, but yeah. we ended 2008, whatever. All right, I'm going to chill for 2009 and just mm-hmm. like regroup. I need a break because, right. you know, uh, but it'll be fine. I'll get ready to go back to work because I ran a room for 100 mm-hmm. something episodes and blah, 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 blah. Right. Nope. It was hmm. like all the 2010 it was like, no, 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 everywhere I went. And it was mm-hmm. like, but it was Tyler Perry. Right. It wasn't like, the matter was 126 episodes. They were like, but it was Tyler Perry. Right. Now, that's what he kept saying. I didn't respect him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember, I remember <laughs> we were we were at, at we were at the one mixer. Remember, like in May, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, and um, it was a it was a it was a show creator was talking. He was like, you know, what you really want to do is that you need to try to get on these sexy shows yeah. because people <clears throat> they they're, they're you know, like everything is star fucking. So even if you only do like one episode of say on like Hannibal or one season of Hannibal, mm-hmm. that is gonna allow you to coast and to get on all these other hot shows after that for That's a long what it time. Is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, but you turn around and you're on something that maybe lasted like five seasons. Right. You know, then you might not get this. You, you're not gonna get the respect for the in town. It doesn't matter like you know like how much you know like like you doing that many episodes and. And that stress and that kind of like that not just stress but that kind of like those working conditions yeah. mm-hmm. means it's like I could put you in like you know the biggest dumpster fire show imaginable and you'd be able to like not just survive but thrive and get other people like on board yeah. Yeah. But they don't see it that way they don't see it that way because you were yeah. literally writing scripts sometimes in, in a day or no, sometimes more than one that's, well, that's how I <laughs> sold my show to BET is because right. after having what I called the Tyler Perry boot camp <laughs> I, I wrote the show like over the weekend So right. I think Friday I think I said I was at the dog park Friday at 4.30 mm-hmm. And um, They told me They wanted to do a show About a black female psychologist Along right. the lines of Bob Newhart mm-hmm. And so I watched Hulu mm-hmm. Had all six seasons Of the Bob Newhart show From back in the day mm-hmm. And I watched that Friday Wrote a script on Saturday Edited <laughs> on Sunday Emailed it on Monday And then they bought it That's how I sold my show <laughs> But that I came was at the from, dog park. That's oh, that was no. at the dog and park. And my dog was like, "We need to go get you to go write some stuff." <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, that was it. So, that but that I only was able to do that because working with Tyler and he mm-hmm. would come stick his head in the writers' room and go, "Calvin needs to have a party," and he'll walk away. <laughs> and then you <laughs> like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then I, I literally I chased him down the hallway one right. time, and I was like, "Wait, what does that mean?" Right. Oh, the rest of the cast is really really tired. So everybody's gonna we're gonna give them all time off, 
and do an episode <laughs> around Lance Gross's character, oh, right, Calvin. Right. It'll be a bottle episode. Yeah, and I was like, him, right? and what are we doing? And it was like, oh, he's going to have a party. Just have, have him have a party. It's like the family goes away, and while they're gone, he has a party. Wow. All right, well, we're shooting it. Oh, we're shooting it Thursday. Exactly. I'm like, you're like, like, wait, what? So you wrote Jeez. the script. So no beat sheet, no outline, nothing, just scripts and shooting. That's how we did. Mm. That's how we got through. Like I said, I was there for one Because he didn't like reading nothing but the script, right? No, not even reading it. He wanted to hear it. <laughs> he wanted to hear it live. Yes. He did not know what was in the episode until the wow. table read. He, you, I tried giving him stuff. Right. And he was like, what is this? I'm like, it's a beat sheet. It's the beats of what's happening. <laughs> nah, this doesn't help me. I need more. Wow. All right? So we skipped that. Let's just do full-on outlines. I'm like, wow. eight-page detailed uh. outlines. No, this is not. I'm like, okay, wow. fine. So we just go straight to the script. Wow. Write the script. <laughs> Let me give you some hand puppets. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> pretty much. And then this man said this. And then this. Nice. this. <laughs> Let me know when we have a table read. Whatever, yeah. we have a table read, and that would be his very first time hearing <sighs> the script was at the table read. It was no, no. And out of 126 episodes, I think at least 80 something did well. The rest mm-hmm. was a catastrophe. Right. Or whatever. So, yeah. and then he would make changes anyway, right then and there, as they're mm-hmm. shooting. Mm-hmm. We didn't shoot with an audience. The cast had a quick change booth behind the set. They didn't go back to the dressing room. So, if he oh, yeah. had changed clothes for another scene, you went behind the stage, changed clothes, came right back out. He ran like he does his plays. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, if you went to your dressing room, that means you're risking checking your voicemail, mm-hmm. getting on your phone, doing other things, and mm-hmm. it's going to delay him. Right. So, you weren't allowed to go that far Ooh, away. He was, a, yeah, he was like, an overseer. Like you can't go. Up, you can't go to the big house. You gotta stay over no, here. You gotta stay right here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's knowing your logistics. Stay in the field. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in the field. <laughs> damn it. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's pretty much it. So wow. that's how it all went down. And but be, but like I said, it was a crazy, stressful time in my life. Mm-hmm. But I learned to write super fast because right. of that, mm-hmm. and uh, sold the show to BET. Now, now this Disney project, I will say, part of it is. Moving so slow to me. Disney's the slowest. It's business affairs. They well, it's, well, no, not even the business affairs. I'm just saying I'm at the point where I'm getting notes and stuff, but okay. it's just a long, long process. Mm. Like, I had never gotten notes on a beat sheet before. Mm-hmm. It was a beat sheet. <laughs> like, give me the notes. I right. turn the beat sheet, you give me the notes. After I address the notes, mm-hmm. then I'm, next thing I'm going to turn you in with the outline right. addressing the notes that you already given me. But no, it's a revised beat sheet. Mm. Turn that in, give you more notes. Crazy. I am right now line yet. No, no, let's do one more. Okay, what Crazy. the heck? You know. Mm. So because um and I don't know if they do that with everybody or everything, I can't say. Mm-hmm. I know that now they're changing a little bit of their brand. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're launching um Disney, Disney Plus, Plus in November. Right. They're streaming. Yeah, so they have their streaming site and everything, which you know, like a lot more content. But they're also uh like like I watched the episode, they have a show called um Sitting to the Max. And I was watching a lot of the episodes to prepare mm. for me going in there. Sure. And in one of the episodes, Cindy the Max, the girl's shaving her legs. She's 11. Hmm. It might be 12. I don't know. But yeah. that shocked me. They were doing an episode with her because they were going to a pool party. She mm-hmm. didn't want to go because she, wanted to shave, she needed to shave her legs. Mm-hmm. This whole episode around her shaving legs. So <coughs> that told me then, I was like, oh, they are changing a little bit because that's mm-hmm. very non-Disney. Right. Mm-hmm. The episode right. all around, this girl shaving her legs right. and... Um, her they she lives with her dad, mm. and so he wound up shaving to show her how to shave. It was like a whole thing, but it was a interesting episode for Disney. Mm. And then you know they had Andy Mack at one point, which is a single cam, mm-hmm. but one of the lead boys on there was thirteen. He came out as gay, mm-hmm. um, and they had 
that's, the, that's the, progressive there Yeah it is And the mother the, the, the young lady Who's the lead on that show The woman that she thought Was her sister The entire time Was actually her mother And her mother That she thought Was actually her grandmother mm. So And they You know So they're making some changes Yeah a little edgy Yeah so well, Yeah but I feel like They kind of have to Because now that They've like They have so much Market share They realize that The audience wants to see A lot more Say edgier stuff and, for, and, be, and, and it's, it's not even edgy It's, it's like edgy. It's normal It's edgier for, for them yeah. Disney. But it's normal thing. stuff for yeah, us so yeah. I, I feel it's just, they have, They're just evolving Because they're like You know what Fox is gone We got so much We're about to like You know You know You know Like punch Netflix in the gut So <laughs> You know um, They hope well, no, they are because they're pulling all that stuff. I off. know they're pulling all their content. And I mean, I read somewhere, you know, the like forty percent of, of Netflix people watching Netflix is Disney shows. You know, so when they pull that, put on their own thing, it's like mm-hmm. it's going to drive all that. But so I feel like that they're saying we have to now broaden because we have too much market share. Mm-hmm. And, right. and 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 maybe before they're like, no, fuck it, you know, like everyone has to do with what we say, but. But there's so many choices now, so they can just be on fucking YouTube. They're like, we have to now to draw people. We have to be. We, we have to be. We gotta expand it. Yeah. That's, that's good for them. Well, I think. I think. Like I said, with the just getting these notes, like it's. I'm, I'm like. First of all, again, with Tyler mm-hmm. Warbuck, but I'm like, these are these notes. <laughs> <laughs> I know we gotta get notes, and I think every writer bitches about getting notes. Right. You get the notes once you start addressing them, you go, oh, well, they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. But your initial okay. thing, yeah. could you get them? Because every email I get, literally, mm-hmm. the first line always says, "Here are a few things to consider." <laughs> exactly. And then it's like all oh, this stuff, and you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm like, this is not a few things. And you're it's like, this through. is six pages of beat. Y'all dripping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all got me. Y'all got, y'all got me more notes than I had. Pages I know, pages I got pages on the beat sheet. It's a beat sheet. But I think, like I said, with them trying to figure out where they are now, that's part of this note thing. Mm-hmm. Because I've had some conflicting notes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's not what you told me last week. And they're like, oh, we didn't? And I'm like, no. Because I, I think they're still feeling out what they're going to be or where they, how this is going to work. Because okay. the initial thing was think prime time, you know, uh, you know, think edgy, think this, thing, that. And then there's a couple mm-hmm. things I put in there, and you're like, well, well I don't know if we should do that for the pilot, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take that back out. Then, right. you know, like, you know, right. we can say that, but maybe not right away. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so we're still kind of right. feeling it out. So, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, I guess it's interesting because, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I think one of the things that, that, that we are all going through is um, the media landscape has changed so much just in the last 12 months. And like what people want to do, what people are gonna put on, and how they're developing stuff is different. Where? And I think that you know, as a writer, you know, I think it's the the funny thing is is that is that every place you go and every producer you deal with and every you know, like they have their own style, you know that that may or may not work for how, for how you like to work. Yeah, sure. And then you just got to, like I was saying with the Jewish girl last time, you, you have to adapt because if you put that's your That's hard though. It is and hard. That's it the is. part that was actually, and I stopped myself because I've gotten in trouble for sending off just emails. In my, in my, in my career, there's been many a times where, it's all gone in my book one day, where, you know, I've gotten in lots of trouble because I'll be like, that makes no sense and I'll say it. Right. I got to learn to hold my tongue a little bit. But I, but I started to actually send the email to say like it is like parenting this is, this is what I've learned as from running a room mm-hmm. 
all writers are not the same, right? right? It's like parenting. Your children are not the same, right? right. I'm not saying writers are the children. You have the two show, kids. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. But different personalities, people respond differently to different things. One person writes faster, one person writes slower. Right. You know, this person, you really got to explain every detail to them before they can get it. Right. Somebody else, you can just run by it and they like, got it. You know, whatever. But the way they give the notes and stuff is like it's a cross the board thing and it's just not how I really operate. Right. And I mm-hmm. want to say, dude, just, just like, because I think sometimes they also with some writers... They want to ease into it. They don't want to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. So they'll tell you like a few things here. And once you address that, then we'll go to the next set. Right. Whatever. Tell me everything now. Yes. See, see, so I can yes. go in and right. I, want, you know, I can yes. fix right. stuff and I'm, I'm moving around stuff or whatever. Right. But if you tell me that, I'm thinking you're cool with this section. So exactly. when I get to the next right. section, now you tell me you're not cool with this section. section. What right. you tell me in the first place? I'm basing the first thing I'm rewriting based on what I think we're keeping. You tell me we're not keeping that now. So then I would have made other changes. Like Yes. That's, That's the issue. That's the issue. They're slowing you down. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yes. saying they don't know. process, but you but they do it as a process that they feel works for them right. with everybody. And right. I'm like, but no, does, you, you got to treat us as individuals. Right. I, they might have worked with the last writer, but it might not work with me. And that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the issue. And it's going to frustrate right. me. I mean, look, look, that's, that's the main reason why I got rid of my manager, because he would do this thing where he would say... Okay, send me the script, and then he'd give me notes on the first ten pages, and he said, "Okay, I work on this." And then I was like, "Okay, where's the rest?" <laughs> like, you know, like same thing you're saying. Like, give me the whole script because eventually we got to like page thirty on something, and he and we were and I had to call him about his notes. I was like, "Dude, what do you mean by this?" He's like, "Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I like this part like bumped me." I was like, "If you had read the whole thing at, you at, at first and you told me this bumped you here in the, like in the 30s, mm-hmm. well, then I could have dropped the thing to, to clear that up in the first few pages right. so yeah. when it pays off. So it's like, and, 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 and he kept saying to me, well, you understand, I got my way of working. I was like, dude, I don't care how your way works. Right. You have to compromise to some degree. It cannot be, you know, like, it can't be just me doing everything you say. Mm-hmm. And it's a tricky thing to say that to executives yeah. because you have to kind of like... He's being a hell of lazy to me. Yeah, yeah being super, super lazy. But, like, but to <laughs> me, it's, it's the same thing with the, with the executives. It's like you have to... This is the thing that I learned <laughs> a lot from doing the feature stuff is that sometimes if you're working on a project, there might be two companies involved. Right. And, I, and I always say to them up front, I'm saying, guess what? You guys... Go through the notes yourself before right. you give them to me, and you guys clarify that this is everything that you both agree to I say agree. because if you guys have anything conflicting. And I did learn that when I worked at Crowded at NBC. Mm-hmm. She was very adamant, Suzanne Martin ran that. She was very adamant that the studio and the network needed to get their get notes, notes on one page yeah. and then give them to her. Yeah, because the studio gives you notes, the network gives you notes, and then they're not the same. Then right. you're fucked. So y'all, y'all get your notes, y'all get on the same page, then tell me what the notes are. Right. Yeah, and give me everything. It gets, it's, give a little, me everything. Yeah, it's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Because, but like he said, it's like in your script originally, Billy dies on page whatever. Right. The person reading it to give you the notes, they don't want Billy to die anymore, but they don't tell you that till later. But like, exactly. if you told me that up front, I would have been I would have made everything. everything leading up to this point because I'm thinking Billy's still dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't kill him. We love Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, 
Nah, I gotta go back. I'm like, you hate him, so I can kill him. Right. <laughs> All the dialogue and everything I'm putting in is based on the fact that at the because we know at the end Billy's going to die. Right. Now you're telling me where that's not where we're going with this. That changes everything in the beginning, and I don't think they. But again, a lot of the execs that give it the notes are not mm-hmm. writers, so that's part yeah. of the Great. part yeah. of the slight issue. I would my, say. my producing partner, I talk about this a lot. She's a former executive who is a casting director who writes now, right? And she's always like, they're not creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a problem. You know what I mean? Because they don't quite... Like, we were at a meeting last week, and the executive says to us, I mean, we don't write, but, you know, we just figured, yada, yada, yada. We looked at each other like, never mind. And we just went, right? <laughs> we literally stopped and looked at each other and went, should we? No, no, don't even say okay. that. Don't even say that. <laughs> just let it go, just let it go. Well, see, it's, 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 it's crazy because they have a sense of, like... Enti- I don't. I don't just. Oh, kind of, there's some entitlement. There's t- there's sure. but but it's kind of like. But you don't understand the creative process. Right. I and, and and it's kind of feel like because they can rec because they feel that they can recognize what's good or they you know like know what the brand is actually trying to say mm-hmm. that, that that gives them some sense of authority and it's kind of like no you don't have like I mean I mean look look you have your role. But it's not this outsized role that, that you're behaving in because you're not creative. Right. And the thing that I find the most irritating is, is that you, who've probably read, you know, thousands of scripts mm-hmm. and gone through all these drafts of stuff, don't you realize that it's like it's like a, to a certain degree it's a math formula? If mm-hmm. I tell you to change that plus to a minus, you know, the third part in the formula, it's gonna fuck up everything down the line. Everything. But but it's like but for some reason that doesn't ever click in their head. Nah. It's like, dude, that's the biggest problem is that mm-hmm. you want to change or something like that. And and this thing with Billy, it's like motherfucker, if Billy's gotta die, don't you know you know this this the setup for that has to be right, and you can't. Change it so much on a whim because there's a lot of mm-hmm. excess work that you that you get. You know, see, only us are aware that if I give you a note that's going to affect something, I'll say this might mess up some things. Yeah, you have yeah. to go back and do. But they don't. They just go get rid of nah. that thing. You like, and that's what I say. When they say, like I tell you, <laughs> yeah. a few things to consider is always the top right. of the email. And this is all these things, but the stuff you literally it's pulling a thread. Right. You think it's not a big deal, but once you pull it, <laughs> and everything it unraveling. Everything. Like it's like everything. It yeah, you just can't you know. It, so and then there's also a lot of pitching happening too. Mm-hmm. Their notes, some of the the notes are actually pitches. Right. And I'm like, right. do they're I like put this in or not give you, put this in? Like, here's a thought. Here's a thought. <laughs> here's a thought. Here's That's a all thought. Exactly. Then when you don't put it in, they re-pitch it. Oh yeah. It comes up again in the oh, next yeah. set of notes. You oh, really oh, might want to consider. I thought we oh, talked so about that. I'm like, so, so, we kind of mentioned it, but you said right. it was it's my call. Consider. But if you want me to put it in there, then sure. Right. But that's not what you said. It was right. my option. Right. See, okay. okay, so, so, so this, this, this is what I do. And then a lot. they start giving you dialogue. It's like, oh, so, the thing I do when people give me notes with, or people are pitching something like that, and I go, and in, the, in the room, in the face, I go, okay, I'm, I'm going to consider that. I always write back when I'm mm. sending them the draft. Like, hey, I tried this thing you said, and it fucked the script up, so I can't really use that. Um, you know, I, I tried it. I mean, yeah. I, and you know what? That's why the script's late, because I tried it. Right. So, right. But I fucked it up. Right. But, but, but then I didn't worry, so I took it back yeah, out. Took it out. So, because cause the thing I realized is that a lot of times they just want to be heard. And if you tell them, hey, I tried it, and sometimes they do stuff and you go, that's... I can't make that work, and all times you can tell where, where where a note is like I can't make that work because yeah. it means too much work. Mm-hmm. 
or just for the whole essence of the piece. Or I can make that work as well. I think I th- it's that they don't know what it means to do any of the writing. Mm-hmm. They don't know it might take you do, to do a, it might take you a day right. to make a scene work. They don't get any of that. I just remember it was a really great. Well, because I was like, just do that little yeah, thing. It's going to take you like it, 20 minutes. Right? Yeah. No, <laughs> like, like, it's not. Uh, it's not. <laughs> so, like, you so, don't understand how this works. <laughs> so, there was this really interesting. Um, uh, I I saw this on Twitter, and I this is the, this is what executives do to go crazy, but you know back in the day when David Goyer had come off a of blade, mm-hmm. he he was doing a, a version of Doctor Strange for for Universal when they had the thing right, and they read the script and came back and they said, um, yeah, we love this. Can there be less magic? <laughs> you know, and so, so, and so, and he, and so can he, there be less magic? magic. And so he pauses and he was like, "I didn't know that you wanted Doctor Mundane." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like because it's like because the, because the, they don't know they. Right. I mean, and they're basing they're basing their thoughts off of their taste and, and their taste mm-hmm. and people are saying ah, and, and the people in their office and, and their colleagues who say that's a great note that's what their that's their currency yeah. the, and, and that's what they know how to I mean that's got them where they are is being able to like say that's these things to, to get a script to the point where it can move forward mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily that because just because they tell you a note you have to be the architect and go in to make that work. Right. And it's really the, the writer like actualizing your notes. Because you get the greatest notes in the world, mm-hmm. but if the writer can't actualize them, right. then mm-hmm. whose fault is that? Well, I know that John and Craig from Script Notes are talking about that they are now starting to go around to all the studios, networks, as many as they can, and have a like a two person sit down with all of the executives about how to give writers notes, right? Which I think it's so necessary. I was going to say that'd be interesting. You know what I mean? But how how many will really listen? And, though, and, but... and here's the notes you guys are giving us, and here's how we're taking them. Mm. Here's what they mean to us when you say, for example, I got a few notes. What you consider? A few thoughts. You know what I mean? Six pages. Consider. Exactly. So, but they literally there was an episode like I want to say a month or so ago that they were you probably heard it too that they were talking about what they were going to do, and I was like, that sounds amazing, like. This should be like at the top of the list. Well, yeah, because um, you, well, you know, because like ten years ago when that book "Save the Cat" came out, right. it was kind of like mandatory for executives mm-hmm. and some of that to mm-hmm. read that. And it's like, well, you know, like here's the handbook on how, on how to give exactly. notes, motherfuckers. Because right. you there's there's ways there's way. See, the thing is, it's like you are trying to motivate someone to do something to advance you both. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to do that that is effective, and there's a way to do that is not effective, mm-hmm. you know. And and it's not, and it's and it's and a lot of times, it's not the content of the note; it's how you say it. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then it's whether it's in writing or in person or whatever they're doing, it's like that can write, that that can just put you on the defensive, or or just make you go, "Do you know what the fuck you're saying?" Because mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me, right. you know, in terms of like. Did you read the script? Is that why it doesn't make sense to me that you're coming up, coming up with that note? Um, no, they should do that. I mean, I've, I feel that, it, I mean, I was talking with Cole Haddon the other day, and he was like, you know, the big thing that everyone is looking for is what do you do to move a script to, you know, to move it forward? Mm-hmm. That's what, that's kind of what everyone's job is. How do we move it forward? How do we move, you know, there's, there's thousands of projects that, that are in active development. How do you development. get the green light? You know, yeah, how do you do that? And it's like, you know, p- part of that is 
well, give me the draft that's great. And that's only going to happen is if, if the, the writer and the, and the executives are on that same wavelength of like the best notes. Mm-hmm. Because what, what you're saying right now is, hey, this, is a, this process is a long process. Maybe it's like it feels, it feels somewhat longer to you from your entire experience, but maybe it is actually longer than even people's experience you work with Disney. So it's like, Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, you don't know. It's longer as long as me, definitely for an entire experience, but... I'm also, if you let me write this script and, you know, really paint the world for you and put in the dialogue and the jokes and oh, all great. this stuff like that, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. At this point, with the beat sheet and the revisions of the beat sheet and this and that, by the time I get to the script, I'm going to be bored with it. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to seem yeah. funny to me anymore yeah. because we have, like, gone over it 50 million times. Right. And that, I will say... While shooting three episodes a week is insane, mm-hmm. I think two episodes a week actually is doable. After yeah. I work with Tyler, mm-hmm. and I realized that that producers run through, a network run through, a studio run through, all these run throughs and all these notes and all this stuff, they really hurt the creative process. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that I think were better when I worked with Tyler because we didn't get as much. Because you went notes. with your instincts on a lot yeah, of Yeah, as right. opposed to, yeah, somebody telling right. you something, you start second guessing, well, should they say that? Right. I mean, you know, right. and you kind of get away from, you know, because mm-hmm. now you, they want to make sure this thing happens. Now we got to put all this other stuff in to make sure this one thing happens that, right. to address this note for them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it takes away from a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. This is development stage. Um, <laughs> With Disney for sure, we're not, we're not even set on like, you know, will she have a brother, not have a brother, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. We're still working through our characters and mm-hmm. you know, friends and this and the other. Um, the thing that is different for me though is it has to be told from a kid's point of view. Mm. So that part is totally new for me, and it was mm-hmm. crazy because. And luckily, you have kids that are probably that age. Yeah, but no, but I mean, but I got that. Okay, the kids are the lead, and mm-hmm. that was in my mind. Okay, sure, yeah, mm-hmm. I watch Disney shows. I know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it, get it, though, until I have a friend who plays a mom on a Disney show right now. And when I mentioned it to her, she said, I'm number five on the call sheet. Mm. And I said, oh, Mm. oh. Right. The kids are the the stars of the show. (laughs) That's a very good note. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, so that helped me in terms of like deciding on what the stories are going to be and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Like, oh, yeah, the yeah. kids have all the dialogue. Yeah, mom is see the parent, they pop. Yeah, they <laughs> exactly. literally, they pop in right. and out and make a comment here mm-hmm. and there, but the kids are the show. Right. So that is a little bit of an adjustment. Um, I also went in with a little bit of silliness because it's a kid show and it's Disney and some other things. Mm-hmm. Then they gave me notes and like, oh, we want to, they, they kind of going back to staying, keep grounded in reality, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you go back, but then they'll pit something that I'm like, well, that's not that real either. <laughs> so I'm really, it gets confusing in terms of like right. that thin line between what is this Disney world still mm. and what's the new one trying to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm there. But the streaming, like you said, it, the problem is it's not Disney. The, the, it's not even a problem It's just that The, the, the landscape is changing right. And it's Like you said 12 months yeah, They're mean, still trying to figure out themselves That's part yeah, of the Yeah so that's, that's what it is mm-hmm. and It's not just them But it's all the networks Because when Netflix came out It really did change the game If mm-hmm. you can have In a place where We can Do everything from cursing To nudity Whatever Because right. there's no rules 
And then you got ABC like, oh, well, we can't say that, mm-hmm. we can't do that. And then you, you know what I mean. So how do they compete? You know, that's I, the, I, 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 that I is why Netflix and HBO got all the Emmy nominations, right. and the networks are not like they're scrambling now. Like right. fuck. Which is what I've always said, and you know, you've heard me say this before. I always thought. Like when it comes to the Golden Globes and the Emmys and stuff, like there should be two different categories. Yeah, like it's, you it's, cannot compare yeah. HBO to ABC. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. You yeah. fucking yeah. can. A half hour multicam no. comedy no. on ABC right. cannot be in the same category with Insecure. Like, yeah. Yeah. as a comedy, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. at different levels, there's different. You know, well, I mean, you said the Cable Ace Awards, but they folded that into the Emmy thing. I mean, the thing is, is that you know you have to say to yourself, you know. The FCC and the standards and practices, you know, that's got no jurisdiction over the streaming, mm-hmm. and so that is the the thing that harms um, the network stuff and the fact that they have these big brands that uh, you know are facing some sort of problem with they might lose sales if they're, but you know, to me, I was I've, I never understood. I mean, and granted, you know, so so I said people don't want them out in there. Um, is that you know these people in the Midwest they will look at a show and say like I don't like the fact that there was a gay character in that show fuck Ford I'm not buying their, their right. you know because Ford sponsored this show mm-hmm. I'm not buying their car anymore it's like what the hell I mean like there's a weird kind of like association that they used to ha- that maybe people still have that way but I think that is all going out the window like now that you know that there's no one I know who watches who, who watches anything on broadcast not just broadcast but like but even the broadcast streamers I don't think people watch that mm-hmm. who even think to buy the like, a, like ABC all I mean CBS all access and stuff like that because it's like what's on there that's interesting to me because you because mm-hmm. you're because the executives who are doing the streamer thing they're so used to creating material as for the network that they're even their streamer stuff is not at the same kind of mm-hmm. it's not it's not dynamic enough compared to something else that you see mm-hmm. you know hey Kelly let me ask you what if you I'ma say what I feel and I promise to keep it real welcome to the red room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminished and the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they used to pull a kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the red room. 